Okay, we're doing this finally. Episode 78 of the, was it Q&A podcast? I think that's what it's called. Last time I checked on Blogger, that's what we were calling it. It's been so long since we've done this that I, I almost forgot the name of the show. <laughs> But, uh, was, when was our last podcast? I think it was August, man. It's uh, And I remember on that one, we were like, oh, guys, don't worry. We're never going to leave you again. And then <laughs> life happened. As always. Yeah. Um, and as always, uh, my name is Anthony. Sitting right next to me is my pal, DeQuincy. Yo. And uh, so a lot's been going on. A lot has taken place over the past, what, seven months or so? Uh, six months, actually. Something like that. Six months. You know I can't do math. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm going whatever you say. But we're uh, let's talk some wrestling again, man. There's been a, it's been an interesting like past few months in the world of professional wrestling, and that's uh, one thing that you and I can always talk about right away. Like we we as much as often or as uh, uh, as infrequent as our uh, com- like conversations are have been recently, um, we we definitely. Still follow wrestling, and so that's something that we can pick right back up with and talk about. Uh, like you know, nothing like we just saw each other the other day or something. So uh, let's. We ended last year talking about wrestling. Why don't we start this year with our first podcast, 2017, with wrestling? Yeah, why not? I mean, it's it's still let's just close the circle, baby. It's still close fun. Circle. It's still fun to me, damn it. It's still real to me, damn it. And I like talking about it. I like I still like watching it. I still mm-hmm. like talking about it. And um, a part of uh, part of the reason is because of the things that have got, like transpired over the past few months. Um, for a while there, my interest was dwindling, um, but then all of a sudden, they do this brand split, and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of skepticism. To see, you know, if it's going to work. Or if it's uh, just going to be a repeat of what it was last time um, when it had the brand split back in, what was it, 2010, 2011, where basically um, they split, and even though it was split, they were still allowed to jump into other shows. And, right. And, and how is this going to be short-lived, or is this like a going to be a long-term thing? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they they opted to make, uh, or to... To air SmackDown Live on Tuesdays, and that's that's changed the that's changed the game as well. It's made that's, that show enjoyable. It's made it you know watchable. And, it's made uh, it. Um, what's what I'm looking for? Dare it's I made say it, must no, see? Yes, that's what I'm looking for. Must see TV. It's not like how it was last year where you could um, if you watch Raw and then you would get the spoilers for SmackDown on Wednesday or Thursday, so you didn't have to watch. Now you have to see what's going on with. You know Daniel Bryan and um, I almost said Vince McMahon. Uh, shame, shame if man in charge. And considering they don't mention the other show mm-hmm. on either show, I mean, they don't talk about or give these big, you know, recaps. You know, two minute long recaps. They might mention it. Well, they might mention it briefly, but don't mention if there's a title change that happened on uh, Raw over the Elimination Chamber, which we'll get to later. They have mentioned the new uh, WWE Champion Bray Wyatt and the new Women's Champion Naomi. But it was like quick, maybe 30 seconds of talk, and then right back to talking about Raw. And same goes for SmackDown. I mean, it's... Uh, they're two different shows. I mean, they're two completely different shows. And and now there's competition. Absolutely. It matters. And they're really fighting each other in the ratings now. Um, a couple weeks ago... 
Stephanie McMahon brought Mick Foley on and reprimanded him for SmackDown actually beating him in the, in the ratings for the first time, I believe, ever. Yeah, and the fact that you can, you can, uh, uh, you can incorporate a real storyline into your your television show is, you know, not bad. It makes for good TV. I mean, you can't fix. I mean, well, I don't think they can. I don't think the company can fix those numbers because those numbers become public. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, I mean, it happened. I mean, SmackDown. Yeah, it beat Raw that one week. So, you know, that's uh, that's something real that you can incorporate. And I don't know how you feel about it, and because I'm about to ask you, but I feel like on a consistent basis, Raw, uh, SmackDown is the better show. It has become the A show over Raw. Raw has become too bloated. It's too long. Sometimes the storylines don't make sense. I feel like SmackDown has decided, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be the smart show. We're gonna we're gonna cater to you smart fans out there once in a while, and we're gonna keep everything simple and and precise. Right, and I don't know if you want to talk if you, if you want to get into it later or now, but you know one of the things that that you look at when you look at those rosters, Raw. I mean, because they do have three hours, it's always been the argument. You know, they have three hours to fill, so they probably need a deeper roster and they do they clearly have the de- a, a deeper roster um, but they're just it just didn't seem like they're utilizing everybody as well as they could be um, and should be possibly well well since we're here you want to talk about we'll start with um, the disappointments that we've had of the yeah. wrestling so. and, and Smackdown live is making do with what they've got mm-hmm. and they're making it work um, and yeah, well, there's a there's some dis, you know yeah we can we can get into the you know that set that topic. We'll bring you down, then bring you back up. What happens after we go we get done with that? Yeah. So let's go through things we really haven't written we haven't written anything down. We're taking this right off the top of the dome. So you got disappointments and things that have, have and people who have been hurt by this brand split. What do you think is the biz? What is your biggest pet peeve? Biggest disappointment about this brand split right now? Um. I think that both shows are not capitalizing on what they have. I think Raw, with their with their tag team division, it's it's not very deep uh, in Raw, terms of in terms of numbers. There's there's only what three tag teams that you really pay attention to. Raw tag team right now the um, the club. Is are the champions, and then you have four tag teams. So Anderson Gallows, mm-hmm. the champs, Cesaro and Sheamus, who are the former champs, the New Day, who are the former former champs, <laughs> and then the theme. Enzo and Big Cass, who are you know their their time is near mm-hmm. uh, to to fully. Uh, How do you to, to eventually win the title? That that's coming okay. down. How do you feel about Enzo and Cass? Because their stick is kind of wearing on me now. I think everybody's stick is wearing on me right now <laughs> at this point. They, they're not utilizing these teams. I mean, these guys basically fight each other all the time. And so there's not a lot of consi- like there's just not a lot of consistency. Like you, you're expect. Uh, I don't know. Well, I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but. 
the titles have changed hands a little too often, I think, recently. And you're not building anybody up either. Because Enzo and Cass... They're the next thing. They're the next thing, but they were, they've always been the next thing. And they've always been, po- they've been popular since they got there. Mm-hmm. But there's nobody... Uh, I think they, they got lucky with Seamus and Cesaro actually working. Um, and fans kind of getting behind that team. But Let me ask you those guys are established quick. stars already as I well. Have a question: What what are they doing with the New Day right now? They set the record for longest uh, time with the tag team titles, and they dropped them to C- Cesaro and Sheamus, and they they're not in the tag team picture anymore. They had a mini feud with um, Titus, Titus O'Neil, and mm. who are they feuding with now? I missed Raw last week. Sorry. I missed their segment, so I, I don't know exactly. No, no. I think, but but it seems like I don't understand. And Raw has this problem every once in a while where they get big, they get focused on the big picture, the big titles, the big storylines. Mm-hmm. That the little guys, the secondary guys, and I'm not saying that the New Day is secondary. They were one of the hottest acts in the WWE for the last year, year and a half. But now that they're not in the tag team championship picture, they're just kind of coasting in the background. Yeah, and so what do you think? I'm trying to think of the right word phrase because I don't want to be like, what do you think is their 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 plans for the future? I don't really ask, but what do you think happens next with the new day? It's the best. It should be either a heel turn Mm -hmm. or they break the group up and someone goes. One of the one of the three goes heel, and I think everybody's waiting for for Biggie to go heel to go heel. I but he's, like... he's too goofy, like I mean, in a good way. Like he's he's a funny guy. He's, you know, <coughs> he knows how to have fun with with his character. You know who I like to see go heel, Xavier Woods. Yeah. If he just said, "I brought, I brought this group together, and now we've just become clowns. We we don't even have titles, and I'm sick of it. And I want to be a champion again." He turns on other guys, and like, I don't think you can just thrust them into the. Universal, oh, apologies, universal picture, but maybe, you know, have him run at the U.S. title. That, that could work. Um, I could also see them turning heel and kicking Kofi out. And Big E yeah, and... the old guy. Big E and, uh, and Xavier um, going on a run and just big guy, little guy... <laughs> You know, big mm-hmm. strong man. You know, little guy uh, team. You know, classic rest. You know, classic tag team. Uh, but they can, you know, develop a mean streak and take it out on Kofi, and then Kofi can go off and you know do his thing. Uh, and, but see, really, the the that's like one, the main concern that I have with both shows. I mean, with like SmackDown, they have a buttload of tag teams, but only two of them are face faces. One, the champs, American Alpha. The other is uh, it sounds Rhino like and our Slater. Dis- our disappointment is really just the tag team divisions. And before before you continue, I want to I want to put this out there. I don't know if anybody's gonna agree with me, but I think American Alpha won the tag team titles too soon. Oh, absolutely. They they should have had uh, they should have been chasing the titles. 
they should be they should still be chasing the yeah, titles at because this it's point. like um, the Daniel Bryan thing a couple years ago when Stephanie and Triple H were doing everything they could to keep him away from the what was it then the WWE World Championship. It's got yeah. so many names I forget, yeah. but the the story is always more interesting when we're watching the chaser, the guy trying to win the title. Of course, to watch him overcome every obstacle. When you become champ, it becomes a question of what now. And as we've seen in the past, the WWE isn't good at answering the what now question. Yeah, the I mean the chase should still be going on. Um, I think if Eric Rowan. <laughs> Hadn't gotten injured, mm-hmm. um, they they still could have. I think they could have still done like the four member Wyatt family, uh, and still had Orton on you know in the in the mix, but then put the titles on Harper and, and Rowan and let them uh, dominate and let them be chased. And now you've got so you've got American Alpha who are the champs, mm-hmm. and then you also have Slater and. Heath Slater and Rhino were the former champs, which, then, which were ba- they're basically the old guys on the their victory tour. When it comes to like the, they're there, they're veterans, and they got their contract and they're working. But you really don't expect them to win the title ever again, right? I mean, I think they could have done something with Slater apart from Rhino, where you know he keeps he continues this. I need this job gimmick. I got kids to feed. They would have teamed him with um, uh, what's his name, the guy who comes out now with the with the baton. The baton. Yeah. Oh, uh, Kurt Hawkins. Kurt Hawkins. They would have teamed them together, and they would have been the new two man band jobbers of the tag team division. So maybe it's better for him that he's with a Rhino. At least you know. But I think he could have he could have gone off and done his own thing and. You know, we say that, but we've also seen how WWE creative messes up. Like we were just talking about the the New Day. Right. How do you think they would handle someone on a lower level like Kurt Hawkins? Um, and and I'm sorry, uh, I mean Slater. Slater. Yeah, I mean he would have gotten eventually lost and buried, um, buried at sea. And then, and then with the rest of the tag teams on SmackDown, they're all they're all heels and they're all terrible. The Usos. I mean, I'm glad they turned the Usos. I like I like Thug Usos. Thug Usos that that we're going with hashtag Thug Usos. Isn't that it? Isn't that what it is? That's the wrong person. Up on the Twitter and the Facebook, damn kids with the tweet tweet tweets and the poke poke pokes, do rags and hashtag old man moment. All you know, all that stuff. You know, no more uh, no more Samoan chants or whatever. But uh, well, I mean, yeah, with the exception of the Usos, but the other teams are just. They're just there, and there's a lot of talent there, and so that brings me to another thing that's I'm disappointed with both shows is that I think they're not, I still don't think they're utilizing the talent that they have on both shows. Mm-hmm. I think SmackDown obviously has or, uh, Raw clearly has the deeper roster, but there's still guys that aren't. I don't think they're getting utilized well enough still. So I have a plan for that. That I would like to see actually um, the WWE would actually use. And so, you know, we have we had the draft. Yeah. And we split. So what we need to have is within each shows, not we don't need it on TV, but behind the scenes, mm-hmm. a draft within the draft. The each each 
you know, you split up the riders. You got your SmackDown riders, you got your Raw riders. And within each group, you split them up. You you guys are gonna be writing on gonna be writing about the Universal Championship. You guys are gonna be writing about the Raw titles. You guys are gonna be writing about the women titles. And you guys are gonna be writing about the U.S. You guys are gonna be doing cruiserweights. You guys are gonna be doing everybody else. And then every six months or so, they come together and they draft people to each to each little department. That way, everyone has their own little department. You know where you stand. Mm-hmm. And they they're able to write. They can uh, what's what I'm looking for. Basically, de- deep. Um, basically, just break it down so everybody knows what title they're gonna be running in. It's easy for the writers because they know who they're writing for. They know what storylines to write for and how long to write for, and just make it simpler in the background. That's an interesting way to put it. It sounds it's very intertwined, but uh, it, in order, but. Yeah, I, mean, I think it, it would eventually simplify things. And I, I just feel like there's a lot of... There's a lot of talent in the SmackDown tag team division. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, at least good performers. But nobody, that, you know, nobody that's worth like... Yeah, there is nobody worth pushing... But you still have to push somebody else to make it interesting, mm-hmm. to give somebody a shot. Yeah. And I feel like SmackDown, um, there's still some guys that, I mean, obviously Apollo Crews is, is a guy that they're oh, not, Lord. that they could be pushing. I've been saying this for about a month and a half now. Either turn him heel mm-hmm. or send him back down to NXT. He is completely worthless being the smiling, almost said dancing, but just being the smiling, big muscle black guy out there. Yeah, He's athletic as hell. He should be down in NXT working his craft, working on the mic, getting better instead of being... He's basically a little fish in a huge pond, and he's being overlooked. He's the one guy that was brought up too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a lot of experience. He's got a lot of talent. They just have no direction for that guy. And they haven't had direction for him since, I think since he signed with WWE because he never competed for uh, the NXT title or, or it might have been a brief, uh, it might have been a brief shot at the title, but mm-hmm. he's just been lost since day one, I feel like. Oh, sorry, interrupt. But speaking of NXT, that's another thing that the uh, brand split split has really hurt. I just don't have time to watch anything else. Yeah. Um, and I, the thing I didn't about... get to watch the the, um, the WCW the Cruiserweight Challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, uh, what was it NXT like the takeovers. I'm watching them like weeks after they happened. And Wrestle Kingdom, which just happened what a month month and a half ago, haven't gotten around to that yet. Well, Wrestle Kingdom's New Japan. I know, but still. Oh, yeah. The, the fact that, like, New Japan, and then if you want to see, like, Broken Matt Hardy and the Jeff Hardy, oh, Jeff Hardy, yeah. it's like, there's so much that that you have to pay attention to on Raw and SmackDown, be it good or be it bad, that it kind of just kills your want to watch anything else wrestling related. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, uh, that is kind of the goal for WWE is they want you to forget about those other organizations. Yeah, but the problem is when it it makes you forget about one of their own organizations in NXT. Right. And 
NXT at this point is basically it's not it's the like, problem with NXT is that they've signed too many of these internet indie guys mm-hmm. that the fans know and love. They're great performers. There's no question about it. But they've been champions in other organizations. They have already made their name. They've already made names for themselves. They, um, they're guys that, that people recognize. And you're not building new stars. You're not building guys to... Well, they're new stars for... For WWE, and you know, we'll talk about Samoa Joe and other guys like him that come that have come up from the Indies, and we know them, yeah, because we've seen them before. But for you know, I would say maybe fifty percent of the fans who are just casual fans, when someone new pops up, they have no idea who they are. Oh, I mean, no, it, it definitely it helps in the now, but if you're looking at a if you're looking at a seven-year-old kid who's still into wrestling, you're you want to build you you want to develop somebody that is going to keep that kid going forward into the next five to ten years. And Samoa Joe, we, we also call that the dawn of masturbation. Right. And Samoa Joe is not going to be that guy. He's already forty, almost forty years old. Is he? Yeah. Oh, hold on. Okay. He's that. about as old as Cena. They were they came up together. See, he might be now? between 37 and 40. 37. Yeah. He'll be 38 come March 17th. Yeah. So, you know, he's not a guy that's that's a long-term solution. He's a guy that should have been in WWE a long time ago. Same thing with AJ Styles. Absolutely. Bryan. And AJ Styles is almost 40 as well. He's like 38 or 39. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys are, are short-term fixes. There's no long-term solution coming up. And when that kid is now and is, you know, is now... And they just brought back uh, Chris Hero or Cassis Ono, whichever name you know him as, and he's 37. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a, there's a lot of old guard, great talent still out there, but there's no, there's no fresh blood, there's no young blood to... to Bill, I mean, and and the whole thing is like this company has, in the last ten years, has targeted these this you know family audience, these kids, and there's all you're offering them are these old guys. There's no young, you know, there's no fresh blood for them to get behind. The only people that they're doing that with are the little girls who are following the women's division, mm-hmm. and. But look, it's working. Bailey is becoming one of the biggest stars in that you company. Now I'm glad you brought that up because we've talked we talked about our disappointments enough. Let's let's bring the people back up. Yeah. Let's bring some love to W. Let's talk about everything they've done right since the brand split. Well, the women's division, I mean, has there's so much talent. There's never been this much talent. At one point, you know, at any yeah. given point. Because I would say the heyday before this was Lita, Trish Stratus, and that's be, it was so top-heavy. Basically, those two women bring up the entire division. Now, we have enough talent in the women's division to, for, for viable, viable contenders for title for the title at any given point. On Raw, 
Charlotte is always going to be in the mix. Mm-hmm. Sasha is going to be in the mix. Bailey is the current champion. And then Nia Jax is someone you can't ignore and can't be ignored for too much longer. Yeah. Her presence physically is just too much to, to pass up and to ignore. And they've done a great job building her up. Um, same thing, just like uh, they did with Strowman. Give her those squash matches for... yeah five, six weeks, just go out there and beat the hell out of people. And then next thing you know, she's in, you know, a rivalry with Sasha Banks, one of the top, most talented female uh, wrestlers on the roster. Right. And all that does is really build up, um, Jesus Christ, I just forgot her name. That's kind of ruined my point. Nah. <laughs> it builds up Nia Jax to being a dominant, unstoppable heel, someone that you can see just basically beating up and ripping the title away from Bailey. Or anybody, or and I mean, I mean, eventually you could even turn Charlotte face because she's she can't stop. You know, she's getting manhandled or you know, woman handled by <laughs> I by think Nia Jax. You can't change on Raw as Bailey. I don't think she's believable as a heel. Yeah, and you know they've tried it with other characters who have that kind of personality, and it just it never works. So. Uh, she could very well be the, the next John Cena in terms of never turning. <laughs> but, and then on on SmackDown, on SmackDown Live, I mean, who would have thought Alexa Bliss was going to be this good this soon? She is probably my favorite uh, uh, women's wrestler on that, on that show right now. She's that good. She's good on the mic. She's good in the ring. And she is really good as a heel right now. Here's here's how much I love Alexa Bliss. Right now, I believe she's the second best Mac talker on SmackDown Live just behind The Miz. Yeah, that's... Yeah, no, I, I can't, can't argue with that. And she's been, like, her feud with Becky Lynch really put her on the, on the map, and she's... She, she just recently lost the title to Naomi... But she took it and ran with it. Yeah. And I got bravo, bravo. Absolutely. I, when she first appeared on SmackDown Live, I didn't think she would be anything more than just a fill-in. Someone in the background that would maybe get a title shot down the road. But she had, they've given her an opportunity. She's grabbed it. She's run with it. And she's proved that she's a playmaker in the WWE. Right away. I mean, they struck gold with her because she is a great heel mm-hmm. for that show. And she's not... And she has the greatest facial expressions yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, and she's just an all-around an all around great performer and has been since she, since she got the call to come up to the main roster. It's, she's, she hasn't missed a beat with, with, her, with, her, uh, with her time on the, on the main roster. And then we got to get some love to Mickey James coming back. Yeah, and, and that's needed. You need, uh, you know, I think they should do that with Raw as well. Brings bring it, you know, someone from the past mm-hmm. or a veteran to to be there, you know, to be on the show. I, and I think they maybe do. give them the run, like see Lita. Maybe you can give her a run for like three months. I would say yeah. Chris Trash, but she just had a baby not too long ago. Right. Probably still recovering. Um, man. And SmackDown might have too many of those because you got Natalia who's been around for a long time, you got Nikki Bella who's been around for surprisingly for a long time. 
Uh, and now you've got Mickey James. And so SmackDown has to be careful because they could run the risk of not being able to develop, you know, a, a standout or a, 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 another standout in addition to Alexa Bliss. Um, uh, Becky already came in as, as a standout, as someone that people like and people know. So, you know, they're clearly the, the top two performers on that show. Um, but they have to be careful that they don't they don't fill that women's division with too many um, uh, too many veterans. Mm-hmm. Give the rook some time to shine. Yeah. While we're talking about the women, I want to talk about um, this uh, Emma Lena. <laughs> Did you see that? On Monday, I, I missed it. But she I, came out. They finally had her after 17 weeks. She finally came out, and she basically said, "You're seeing Emma. Lina, I'm sorry, see Emma Lena, and now you're going to see Emma." So <laughs> after all that build up, after all that time, yeah, it's just, they've got nothing for her. But she's a really good performer, and I did like the. I liked her last heel version of her character where she mm-hmm. was you know she wore the sunglasses and, and the Dana Brooke. yeah they were you know they were tough gals you know and I think you know I think it could work again but you just gotta you gotta throw her out there I agree with you um I'm sorry I'm reading on some uh, I'm reading up the rosters because there was something I wanted to oh that's right I want to talk about the, the breakout stars and basically, I'm just going to SmackDown because there's one man that I had to give all the love to um, who just came out and dominated in the Elimination Chamber last week. So I want you to hold my computer and I want you to verify the people that I'm standing up. <laughs> am I he's, standing up? He's standing. I am standing and I am giving a round of applause, a standing ovation to the one, the only, Baron Corbin. There's nothing but love for that man. And, and I also want to say publicly and admit that I was completely wrong about him. After he won the Andre the Giant Battle uh, Royal last year at WrestleMania, he came up on the main roster, and it just seemed like he was just going to sh- uh, be another one of those guys who came up in NXT, got a little hype, and just basically just drifted off into the background had no direction and I and I never in a million years would I think the man De Quincey sitting right next to me would stand up and and applaud that guy Baron Corbin but this brand split and his mean streak and he's become his one of his moves uh, what's it called the deep the deep six deep that six. spin out um, power slam I see it every time and I'm like yeah I get a little pump cause that, like it really hurt um, it's the brand split has a hundred percent helped that guy and another guy on Raw, which I'll mention in a minute. But but before we you know move on, I mean Baron Corbin has just he's still a little he still needs a little work on the mic, mm-hmm. but he's getting better, and he's just this he's tough tra- guy he's who really- doesn't want to he doesn't want your help he doesn't want to. <laughs> associate with anybody he's just out for himself and he's he's doing great with it he's transformed himself from someone um 
a guy that you could see maybe getting a run with the U.S. title back when the brands when um, there was one brand, and to a guy now that you can believe will one day hold that WWE championship. Yeah, he's he's put on good matches. He's getting better on the mic, and he's you know he's proving to be a uh, a dominant. A dominant performer in the making, mm. and so I'm, I'm glad that that they're getting it right with this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on Raw, I think the brand split definitely helped, or it definitely benefit benefited Braun Strowman. Yes. I mean, obviously that's that's a guy who was languishing as the muscle for Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family. You know, not a bad spot because they obviously have, they've always had, you know, they've, they've been trying to find their way to make these big plans for Bray Wyatt. And those are finally coming to fruition now. But uh, he, Strowman was, was you know, he was still a part of the, uh, you know, he, he still, he was still a part of the remnants of, you know, the... The whole Wyatt family as a whole, the Wyatt family as a whole, languishing, just you know, teetering towards directionlessness, mm-hmm. and, and he's on his own. Right, every feud left and right. Right, and now he's on his own, and they're giving him a chance to uh, get better on the mic, which he still has a ways to go, and just overpower any and everybody. The guy is. Incredibly athletic for his for his size, uh, the guy is throwing drop kicks in the middle of the <laughs> ring, and they're clean looking drop kicks. They're not they're, they're nothing to to be upset about, that's for sure. So he's he's improving, and you know just being six eight three seventy five. Big is boy, big boy, big boy. More times than not, going to give you a, a shot to you know get some attention. And work your way up a little bit quicker than, than probably some others. Yeah. Well, there you go, WD. We shoot some love. Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't still be watching and, you know, talking about this if we didn't really care about it. Right. The, the disappointments, they come in a place of love, too. We want you to be the best that you can be. Yeah. And I and personally believe the best that you can be would involve some kind of real competition because competition always makes you better. Sure. See every Madden game since 2005. <laughs> Um, moving on, uh, you want to talk about the roster then? Uh, no, I think we kind of covered it in the, okay. yeah. I mean, it's just, there's, Raw clearly has a deeper roster, um, but they're still kind of fumbling around with some guys, or at least tag teams. Oh, yeah, just, there's some people in general. And then SmackDown is... Still kind of fumbling with guys. They're still trying to find direction for some guys, and it's it's not completely working. Um, but there's there's you know SmackDown has has enough talent to make it very interesting each week, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's a good thing. Very much so. Uh, moving on to the next topic, we want to talk about. We want to talk about Seth Rollins' new injury. Uh, he had a knee injury. Is that the same knee he had surgery repaired? Same knee injury. Or same, same knee. Okay. So right now, the dirt sheets are saying that he will be available for WrestleMania. Is this 33 or 34? 
33. Okay, so he will. They're saying he potentially will be ready for WrestleMania 33, um, where all signs point to that he'll take on Triple H and one and one of their main events, as they call it. Um, right. So far, I want to ask you this question about Seth Rollins. Do you feel that he is injury prone, or are these just luck of the draw accidents? It's just bad luck. I mean, the first knee injury, the first time he injured his knee, that was a complete freak accident. Well, maybe I should ask this question. Maybe maybe we change that. Considering that the injuries that he has had to himself, and right. also the injuries that he inflicted to Sting, John Cena, guy of that nature, is he an unsafe? Do you think he's an unsafe worker for other wrestlers and himself? Uh no, I don't. I don't think he is. I think he's just happens to be wrong place at the wrong time. And everything that I've seen, I mean, he's he's not a kind of guy that is gonna go out there and just. Or he seems like a very professional uh, performer, a guy who is going to put on a great match, who's going to give it his all, and is going to work hard to keep both guy, both people, you know, or both sides safe. And there's, you know, there has been some some unfortunate accidents, you know, breaking John Cena's nose, ripping up the Finn Balor's shoulder and pecs and all that kind of stuff. Basically putting Sting out the pasture. Yeah. Um, a lot of these things are very routine, you know, uh, routine uh, moves and uh, sequences in a match, and they just haven't gone the right way. And then his his knee injury was a freak accident. Mm-hmm. It's a very common move that you see, flipping over a guy from the top turnbuckle, and his knee just gave out. And then the second time, uh, I wouldn't put it all that on him because he wasn't able to control himself being taken down. His knee just bent the wrong way, and it was it didn't look good. It was a really, really ugly um, sight <coughs> to see his knee kind of give out when he, again, when he was getting taken down for that choke. So I don't think he's a, a dangerous performer because mm-hmm. um, he's a guy that uh, I think it, I think you could associate a dangerous performer with a guy who doesn't really uh, doesn't appreciate the business who doesn't doesn't love the business, and I think Seth Rollins is a guy who truly does love the business. I mean, he, yeah. I think that's uh, that's my take on him. Just bad luck. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess we're now nah, agree with you, but if you put someone else out for a while, then we really need to start looking at his work rate and his his move set. And I, f- I find it ironic they banned the curve song because they find it too dangerous, and he's still putting right. himself and other guys out. Yeah. Um, moving on, let's talk about the the gentleman who put him on the shelf, Samoa Joe. Um, First off, it's great to see Jamo, uh, Samoa Joe part of the WWE as someone who's been worked on the in the Indies and in Japan for so long. It's great to see him get this this recognition 
and the most popular and the most um, famous wrestling company. Yeah, um, it's time. He, he's more than time. We already talked about he's 37 years old. He may have, what, four or five more good years in him. So get him while you can. <laughs> yeah. um, how do you feel about him being Triple, H, Triple H's enforcer? You saw him on... Well, I don't know if you saw him. He was all yeah. suited and booted. No, I did, and I, I mean, he's the perfect guy for it. He's he's a mean, nasty dude who um, doesn't have, you know, he came in without a history to the show, you know, to, or to the to performers that are, that are there. So I'm almost certain he had matches against Seth Rollins in the Indies or in ROH. If I, not, I we will say he did. I don't know. It's more than likely he did. I can't remember off the top of my head, but you know, he's coming in with a with a you know clean slate into this into this universe or you know this storytelling uh, company or you know or, yeah into this universe. So he uh, is the perfect guy to be a foil to to you know to take out Seth Rollins to take out Sami Zayn. I mean, he's you know, it's, it, like, it's fresh and just. Just the fact that it's him, you know, not just, well, yeah, the fact that it is him, it's fresh. Because we haven't seen this guy perform in WWE. Doing some research, Seth, uh, Samoa Joe did take on uh, Seth Rollins back when he was tired of back in, tired black, sorry, yep. and Ring Honor Rise Above back in 2008. 2008, That's, yeah, almost 10 years ago. Ooh. And, uh, man, Rollins was about 20 years old. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, sometimes when I do research, I actually find the answer. I'm like, oh, I better say this, but we move schedule, we move off topic, and I forget about it. Um, Samoa Joe. It looks like um, we believe that the original plan was for Joe to take on Rollins at uh, Fastlane, and then moving on, Rollins would win, and then take on win or lose, he would take on Triple H at WrestleMania. Now it seems like Joe has his sights set on. Um, Sami Zayn. Yeah, uh, it looks like it. Because he beat him without mercy. <laughs> it was great. I got another guy. Not, that that know, is great when when your music when the music hits and you're pumped out. See the guy, then he comes out like drag being dragged and you know he's been beat on. And it's just like God, and it brings joy to my heart. <laughs> my son may not like it, but I'm happy. Hey, that's. Uh, you know, somebody's got to be happy mm-hmm. watching it. Um, I, uh, I, yeah, I mean, I just like that. You know, he's he's taking no prisoners, man. He's putting, like you said, he's putting that whole roster on notice, and he's had a he's had a great match. He's already had a great match with Roman Reigns. You know, he's he's put Rollins on the shelf. He's taken out Sami Zayn. You know, he's. They're getting it right with this guy, and again, like I said, it's fresh because you know he hasn't been there, and we're finally getting to see these different matchups, and it's mm-hmm. you know it's exciting for for now. It, it really is. Mm-hmm. And um, let's talk about one more guy. Another guy's out for injury. Hopefully, coming back soon. The one, the only, the Demon Kang, Finn <laughs> Balor. Yeah. Well, let's just hope that you know we don't see Samoa Joe and Finn Balor right away either, because they had. Quite a long feud in, in NXT. It was it was good, but it just you know, just got to that point where you know we gotta gotta move on. So far, it seems like he'll be at WrestleMania 33, but 
it doesn't seem like he has a match yet. That's how it should be. They should wait. And whether they put the title back on him or whatever, it should wait until at least SummerSlam. Question for you. Yeah. When he comes back, do you think that he should jump right back into the universe picture? Or should he have a, a basically a rivalry with Seth Rollins, the man who put him out? Which one would you prefer to see? Um, I think you should put him back in the title picture because they're both faces at this at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you're going to turn one or the other, and right now you have a you have two golden faces that you know that'll be on the roster. You know. At some point together, and uh, you know you could do the you could do a, a, a turn later on down you know the end of the year or into next year or something like that. Okay. Um, and I, and that way, if if Balor is back before Seth and gets into the title picture before Seth, then they can again go at it for the title. You know later on down the line. Like all wrestlers, I just want him to come back healthy. That's all I'm asking for. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, let me tell you, you're not as healthy in your 30s as you were in your 20s. Believe me, I've learned that from experience. I get out of bed and my knees pop and make noise that they never did before. Um, let's talk about we talk about Finn. So moving on to our next subject, um, we want to talk about Fastlane. Yeah. Which is coming up what two weeks? Uh, I believe so. Two weeks. Um, before we get fast, I have a little stuff about these pay per views. They're getting. It's starting to get. Well, <laughs> I think just. I think it's just for this. These pay per views, man. I think it's what it is. Um, it's because of WrestleMania. They're trying to get them all in. All right, you think so? Because last year after SummerSlam, it seemed like. Well, not it seemed like, but there was every two weeks a pay per view. Right, but they were also trying to get these new shows in, mm-hmm. and so it did very much. It, it did very well bump or uh, bunch everything together, and now with uh, with Mania, what they you know they usually do is they give the, you know they give you that month off mm-hmm. of March. You know if it March, I don't think usually I don't I don't think March has a pay per view. Historically, I don't think it's had a pay per view. And so now they're just getting both. Yeah, that's they're right. getting because two shows worth. Resume is either either end of March or or beginning of April. Right. I've had a couple of resumes on my birthday, March thirty first. If you're wondering, <laughs> hint hint. Um, never forget. But yeah, never forget. Never forget. Hashtag never forget. Um, back to the same. We're talking about fast lane. So far, uh, there's only been three matches announced. Announced. <laughs> Um, we're going to our friend Wikipedia, which we know is always right. Uh, so far, we got Kevin Owens defending his Universal Championship against Goldberg, uh, Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman, and just a singles match, and then the Cruiserweight Champion Neville, Neville defending his title against the gentleman Jack Gallagher. I'm looking forward to that match. So, you know. And there's another match we assume to be added, which is Samoa Joe versus um, Sami Zayn. I keep yeah. calling Sami Zayn Finn Balor in my head, and it keeps slowing me down. I have no idea why. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll give it a shot. 
get that. That's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Maybe because they're both from that side of the pond. Maybe that's it. Who? Wait, Sami Zayn Canadian. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's he's Canadian. They're not American. That's damn foreigners <laughs> coming in taking our wrestling jobs. Um, oh wait, I got a call from Donald Trump. He wants to be Secretary of Wrestling. With that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You're the man for the mm. job. <laughs> um, no p- political commentary to, today. Yeah, not today. That's another podcast. That we're, 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 so we're recording this on a. It's a Friday night. It's mm-hmm. uh, just after ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a long day for me. I'm sure it's been a long day for DQ. Mm-hmm. Politics is the last thing I want to be talking about on, Ooh, <laughs> at so, this time yeah. of, time of day. So we'll maybe maybe if uh, maybe if we get bold one of these days we'll uh, we'll do a that we'll pod, do some real talk. That pod, that podcast right there would just prove that there is two, two Americans. <laughs> um, but back to what really matters is wrestling. Um, any of the matches that you really want to talk about? Cause I feel like Neville is going to win against Gallagher. There's no reason for him to lose the title yet. Right. Um, uh, Reigns and Strowman will. Be a good hard hitting match. Uh, there's got to be some sort of, you know, goofy finish because you don't want, you know, who's who do you want to put over in that match right away? You know, you know, do you want to keep Reigns strong? Do you want to keep Strowman strong, or do you just want to, you know? So something like a double DQ, yeah, where you take it out and just beat the hell out each other in the barricade and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, or the match doesn't even start. You know, something like that. And then. I don't want to spend too much time on it because we can talk about it going into WrestleMania. Well, we can maybe, I guess we can segue it into WrestleMania, but the writing's on the wall. Bill Goldberg at 50 years old is in 2017 is going to be your universal champion. I love it. In, the, in 2017, the year of our Lord, Bill Goldberg <laughs> at is age gonna, 50 is going to have a championship. 12 years after he last uh, performed at a full-time, on a full-time schedule, uh, is more than likely going to be your universal champion going into the main, like, the main event of WrestleMania against Brock Lesnar for the title. Um, a repeat of their WrestleMania 20 match, which got booed out of the stadium. Yeah. And, but keeping it fascinating for right now, I mean, obviously it'll set up Owens and Jericho at WrestleMania, which, you know, was bound to happen, but I feel like Jericho is going to cost Owens the title. Yeah, which is going to set up their their feud at WrestleMania. But at this point, it's and, and look, there has been some arguments that Owens' title run has been pretty lackluster because you know he's had Jericho the whole time helping him out. You know he there's been very few clean title defenses for that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know it hasn't been this great run. I think that. Fans were hoping for when he did win the title, um, but having, but just, but even still, I'm sorry, I just want to interject. As far as I understand, fans are up for a step upset and all that. But when you go into the record books in 10, 15, 20 years, you're gonna see that the WWE gave gave Owens the top belt. Now you can be upset about how it how it came out, but still, they trusted him enough to give him that top belt. For how long has it been? Uh, five, four months, five months. Four, four and a half, five months. For the WWE to trust a guy that was a year ago 
or two years ago was in development and before that was out in the indies mm -hmm. it shows how much things have really actually changed up there in stanford sure um yeah, I just want to throw that in, but yeah. I can understand if people if people are upset about how he's defended it and he's been a a chicken s champion, but at least he's there, right? And, but so, you know, it's kind of it's kind of deflating to see him get the title taken away just before the biggest show of the year. You know, he's put in the work, he's put in his time. Uh, you know, in and out of that company. So for him to get the title taken away right away, you know, just before the biggest show, it's, it's like I said, it's deflating a little bit, um, regardless of how his run has gone, this, you know, this run has gone. But, um, you know, and he's a guy that, that fans enjoy watching. And so that leads into WrestleMania because you've got this main event with, Bill Goldberg and Brock Lesnar that I mean you're obviously looking to put the title back on Brock trying to get the title back to him mm -hmm. but at the same time I mean he's he's what 38 Bill Goldberg is 50 their last match at Survivor Series lasted what 88 seconds 86 seconds how are you going to put on a even a five-minute match with these two guys. These guys are not going to be able to go even... I mean, I could be wrong, but I just don't see them putting on even a five-minute match that's entertaining. entertaining, you know, that's, you know, compelling. And I like... And, and I do like seeing guys who are who just beat the hell out of each other. I do, I do like those matches, but these guys, I, I just don't... I'm not a big fan of that being the closing match of the show. And by all accounts, it's going to be. I mean, it's they're the two biggest names that you can, you know, put on that on that bill. And so and it goes back to the whole roster issue. It's just that they're still relying on these old guys. They're still wheelchair wheelchairing chairing out uh, the Undertaker, you know, who's well into his 50s and is still having trouble and still needs like a total hip replacement surgery when I read on the internet I mean I could be wrong look and I then, don't care who you are when they talk about they need to replace your hip it's time for you to stop yeah and you know you still have Hunter putting on you know still in the mix you know for that show having a you know however long match but still you know and, and these guys are legends and they're great and I've enjoyed watching them but it, it really is showing that the company as many steps as they've taken forward there's still things that are hold, that they're holding back and one and one that the main thing is building the next wave of of, of great stars guys that are going to have those marquee matches at WrestleMania who are going to, you know, cement their, or not cement, but establish um, their running legacy going going forward. And Because I, I look at Bray Wyatt and I look at a guy who should have won his first title at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. But instead, he's going into the show as champion cause he, and he won it at a gimmicky chamber. show, elim elimination chamber, something that, you know, comes and goes that... So, People forgot that 
that show existed, that match existed. Well, that show at least existed. That match is starting to, you know, seep into our, you know, into our memories. But WrestleMania, I mean, it's the name itself, you know, is just what you remember. Even if, even if you haven't watched wrestling in 20 years, you still remember WrestleMania. And for, you know, they're still, they, they've decided that John Cena is it. Like, he's going to be the last big crossover star. That they don't need to build those guys in that, in that manner anymore. That the business is still going to be there. The company is still going to hold some value over those guys. Um, and, I you know, a guy like Bray Wyatt should should you know have that great moment at, at WrestleMania and he's going in as the champ which you know he deserves the title but you know the big matches are won at WrestleMania the the memories are are established at WrestleMania the legacies are established at WrestleMania and you know there's still what we what we talked about earlier or before we started doing all this mm-hmm. uh, Three of the last four years have been headlined by these, you know, part-timers. Well, th- we've seen this over and over again. Um, if get, we talked about this earlier as well, if Goldberg wins the title, he'll be the third wrestler in the past four years to head into resume as a part-time champion. Goldberg this year, last year it was um, Hunter. Yeah, last year it was Triple H. The year before that uh, was Brock. Brock. Randy had the year before that full time, and then and he still was in a match with a with another part timer in Batista. But I mean, and had not had Daniel Bryan not gained the momentum that you know it, if if his rise in popularity hadn't surged mm-hmm. at the right moment, it would have been a like four years in a row with mm-hmm. a part-timer in the main event, either holding the title or winning no, the title. No, and then before that, before that triple threat match, they had the Rock and Cena. Right. So that's... In uh, 2013. So that's five straight years a part-timer will be in the main event match at WrestleMania. Yeah. Going for the title. And I don't particularly like it, but I understand what the WWE does for their big shows like WrestleMania and... Uh, uh, that's a virus series. What's the other one? SummerSlam. SummerSlam. They bring. Summer they have these part-time guys who come in and they get name recognition. People who haven't watched wrestling in five, ten years, they still know Goldberg. They know Brock Lesnar, uh, Triple H, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Hulk Hogan. If he ever gets released from the purgatory he's in, they know these guys and like, hey, he's going to be in the main event fighting for the title. Let me check this out. And even if you know, WWE hopes after they see that match, they'll sign up for the network mm-hmm. nine ninety nine, and they'll get that nine ninety nine for the next you know year or so. And at worst, they get their their nine ninety nine for that one pay per view. So it's about getting eyeballs. It's about making money. It's about attracting the casual fan who fell right. out of love with wrestling, and that's totally understandable. But at the same time, you're Taking away moments from guys who've been there, that are there three hundred plus days a year, doing 
SmackDown. They're doing the house shows and mm-hmm. doing the autograph segments and out here talking to guys and doing and interviews, like doing interviews with TP. And you're taking away the shine and the, that these guys should have being in the main event of such high-class matches and high-class places such as SummerSlam, WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, and Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of sucks for those guys who have been out... It's the CM Punk argument. It sucks for these guys who've been out there busting their asses for this long and some guy just comes in and wrestles for three months and takes away the main title from you. Yeah. Takes away not only the title, takes away the position, and more importantly, at least for me, takes away your damn money that you would get as being in a main event. And, I mean... And also, it, it devalues... Um, it de- devalues not just the performers, you know, just not just that side that you mentioned, but also the um, the 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 uh, what, what am I thinking? Uh, the loyal fan, the hardcore fan, the marks, the, the smarts. Yeah, I mean, people who who have stayed following, you know, this this company. This not just the company, but but the but the the profession, you know, professional wrestling. People who who watch, you know, the E, who watch ROH, who watch TNA, who watch Lucha Underground, who who follows New Japan. You know, all these people who you know who appreciate the the business, who appreciate the art, who appreciate the sport, and you know, it just says, well, they. I mean, I mean, it's obvious they um, uh, they take advantage of the fact that we're still going to be there, mm-hmm. which we will. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, <laughs> I mean, I, we ain't going nowhere. Yeah. We'll sit here and complain and whine like 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 old bitter men. But when Monday <laughs> and Tuesday roll around, guess what? We'll be sitting there ignoring family members, ignoring children, <laughs> and watching wrestling, and they know it, and they love us, and we hate them, but we still watch because we are suckers. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best way to put it. <sighs> but there's still a passion, there's still an interest in the business. Um, and ultimately, if I ever decide that I don't want to watch Vince McMahon's product anymore, there's still plenty of other options out there. Um, you know, mm-hmm. there's still other companies to watch. And, yeah, you know, that's true. Hey, you say that. They'll, they'll be there. You know. But you and I both know when you go <laughs> to bed and lay your head down, you wake up in the morning and Vince will get your money. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. All right. So we did the fast lane, kind of skipped over Elimination Chamber. We did a little bit about it, and we just talked about WrestleMania. Um, anything else? I think I think we covered it, man. I mean, I think it's it's an exciting time to be a wrestling fan, Woo. whether you're frustrated or content or whatever you you know whatever you feel like. Um, there still is they're still able to, to you know to to uh, keep you interested. And uh, you know, I'm I'm still I'm, I'm still digging it. I've you know, mm-hmm. there's nothing that's gonna push me away from it like anytime soon. So oh, that's great to hear. Vince is looking listening like good, <laughs> good. Oh, the nine ninety nine. All right, man. Well, 
Time to say goodbyes. Yeah, uh, we'll not, we're not going to make any promises this time <laughs> about when the, our next uh, uh, podcast will be out and when we'll do this again. But, um, you know, we'll do them as often as we can. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll talk about some other stuff, cool stuff. Baseball stuff. Baseball stuff, yeah, we'll definitely have to get into that. Lots to talk about there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so thank you again as always for listening. Uh, just go to Twitter the, at 288. I don't underscore. remember what that is. Anyway. I haven't logged into that one in a yeah. while. And I don't remember my own Twitter account. I barely use Twitter, so you know, just just look us up somewhere on the internet. We're there. Ah, yeah, tucked just, away. Yeah, somewhere. So just uh, follow, just click and follow on iTunes, on Blogger, and maybe SoundCloud if I get my money right. We'll see how that works out. But um, like always, we want to thank you guys for listening. We know you can do a lot of other things in an hour and five minutes. That's so, not bad. <laughs> not for us so we want to, I want to say that we really appreciate you guys sticking with us especially when we've left you for so long so uh, like every episode that's Anthony I'm DeQuincy later babies <laughs>